What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Greatest Season podcast, hosted by Nick Napoli. Man, what a week week two was. It was a really exciting, crazy week full of fourth quarter comebacks by some older veteran QBs, and it was a week to watch, man. Was it? I mean, this might be some of the best football I've seen um, in any NFL season ever. And then you have the Bills looking like the most dominant team I've seen in a long time. So, really... Here's another week of football coming up. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. So uh, let's get right into it. So some of my best calls from week two uh, called the Cowboys over the Bengals. Cooper Rush really showed out and played well. Um, And Joe Burrow and the Bengals have some stuff that they need to figure out. I don't know what's going on there, but uh, it needs to get figured out on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, they're not playing great on the defense either, but man, uh, their offense just has been stagnant. It has not looked good. And it's surprising coming from obviously losing in the Super Bowl last year as kind of an underdog team. And then another good call I had, the Lions showing out. I know they beat the Commanders, who aren't a great team. But, man, it was fun to see the Lions. I'm excited to see the Lions succeed this season. And they have a real shot at winning the NFC North. I think if they can go in and beat Green Bay um, when they play them, this might be the year that the Lions really turn it around, and I'm really, really excited to see what they can do. And the 49ers bounced back. I said it was going to be because of Trey Lance. Well, it was because Trey Lance got hurt. Jimmy G came in, and, man, he played great. Um, he scored two touchdowns for him, and it was just exciting to watch. Uh, I feel bad for Trey Lance. Um, I think he's a great young talent, but uh, it's going to be another year of Jimmy G which is going to be great for Debo Samuel owners and fantasy. Um, I'm hoping Brandon Ayuk can put together a great season with Jimmy G under center, but we'll see what happens. And um, the Chiefs took the first matchup versus the Chargers. Obviously a great game. Justin Herbert got hurt and still almost led a fourth quarter comeback. They had an opportunity to get that onside kick and they failed. But uh, Patrick Mahomes looked great. Um, and really, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is really showing out this season. Even though he got only 43% of the offensive snaps um, compared to Jarek McKinnon's 48%, I think uh, that Chiefs team is looking really good. And they're dynamic, and, you know, he gets Mahomes. He's, a, he's great, and Andy Reid is one of the best coaches of all time. All right, and then kind of just going over all the games, I just touched on the Chiefs and the Chargers, but it was a, it was a nail-biter. It was a great game. Mahomes um, was looking at a variety of targets. I mean, he was throwing to everyone. And Mike Williams, uh, <laughs> catching from Herbert, looked like he was on PEDs or something, man. He's probably going to get tested this week. But he was unstoppable. He was catching everything, no matter how contested it was or and all of that. And Herbert's injury, um, obviously we found out that it was a cartilage uh, fracture, um, which I don't think will keep him out. If it does, it keeps him out maybe for one week. And something that the Chargers, I think, really need to do is they need to get Eckler more involved. They're splitting too many carries with Sony Michelle right now, and even uh, Josh Kelly. I mean, I think Kelly's a good backup, and I don't think Sony Michelle should be even on the field. Uh, Eckler and Kelly can get the job done. Obviously, Eckler deserves the bulk of the touches. He's proven to be a touchdown machine and efficient, and I think that they're just, it's kind of odd what's going on, and it's typical Chargers. Um, but I, I'm curious to see what's going to happen in the future. And then the Be- uh, Belichick and the Patriots really surprised me this week, and they beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Um, I was expecting Pittsburgh to have a great game, and they really did not have a great game. Um, 
it was surprising to me that he or that Trubisky and all of them came out so flat. I mean, I know Najee was hurting um, this past week, but really it was just a surprise to me. I was really surprised, and um, it was kind of a, almost a boring game. Damian Harris, Nelson Aguilar, and Mac Jones, though, got it done on the offensive side of the ball, and I really think the Steelers missed T.J. Watt. Uh, T.J. Watt not playing for him. Hopefully he comes back later in the season since we found good news that it's not a pectoral tear that will require season-ending surgery. So um, I think the Steelers really miss T.J. Watt and the dynamic pass rush and that he is. I mean, he's absolutely amazing at what he does. And then moving on, uh, Saquon and the Giants come out 2-0 and for the first time in a long time. Brian Dable is making it happen there. I mean, that team's good. They have some talent. But really, Danny Dimes showed up. He really showed up. And I'm, I'm excited to see what the Giants can do. Um, they're one of six teams that are undefeated left in the NFL. And uh, I really think that the Giants might be kind of a sleeper team. And honestly, that's what's historically been best for the Giants. If they can just squeeze into the playoffs as like a wild card game and they can maybe make it happen. I'm excited to see if they can keep it up throughout the season. And really the Panthers disappointed in this game. McCaffrey did a lot better, got more touches, but really they just need to convert in the red zone. The Panthers look like typical Baker Mayfield fashion where he just can't get it. He gets it down the field, but can't convert. And uh, they're coming away with no points or a field goal every time. And that's just not going to win games. It was a good game, though. It was close, um, but far too many field goals for the Panthers to come out on top. Their defense was playing decent, uh, held Saquon um, in check through most of the day, but it was uh, kind of an unfortunate showing for the Panthers, and I, now they're starting the season 0-2. Um, they're going to really have to pick it up to kind of get going. And then one of the most insane comebacks I think I've ever seen in the history of the NFL, the Jets stunned the Browns in the, the last minute. Um, they were down 14 points, or they were down 13 points, um, and they scored 14 in the last minute and 32 seconds of the game. Joe Flacco, man, I mean, he's been a veteran in the league. He's been around, and he's played for a long time. So I'm, I guess I can't be too surprised, but he got it done. I mean, that was impressive, and um, I'm excited to see if maybe the Jets can kind of turn things around. I don't know if Zach Wilson should come back. I mean, Flacco looks good, and he's connecting with a lot of different targets. Um, Their ground game was starting to kind of developing. Brees Hall had a better game. Um, And Michael Carter, like he does, like he did last week, and he did in his rookie season, um, he's a dual threat, and he's a great guy to have on the field. He always gets the job done, and he's a good pass blocker. So really, the Jets absolutely stunned the Browns. I mean, the Browns had that game in the bag. And um, for for people to even blame the kicker, um, Cody York, I, it's just disrespectful because yeah, you missed an extra point, but you're up 13 points with a minute and 32 seconds left in the game. You should not lose that game. So, uh, yeah, really tough loss for the Browns, but great win for the Jets and what an absolute stunner that was. The Colts looked horrible and possibly one of the worst teams in the league, um, against the Jaguars. Obviously they didn't have Michael Pittman or Alec Pierce, so they were down two of their best receivers um it was just horrible they didn't they only gave Jonathan Taylor who is arguably the best player in the league nine touches all day against a Jaguars defense that's young and 
hasn't really established themselves, but played really, really well in this game. Um, Matt Ryan really needs to step it up. He's played like crap, and he looks like um, the worst Matt Ryan form I've ever seen. Matt Ryan is normally a pretty good quarterback, especially in fantasy, and this year he is a toilet bowl. I mean, this guy's terrible. I don't know what's going on. Um, I like Matt, and I think he'll figure it out, but they really need to get clicking on offense, and I think hopefully Michael Pittman will come back and Alec Pierce will come back and they can start getting things done, but until that happens, that team is one-dimensional and it is not looking good. Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk found that connection this week, and James Robinson looked amazing yet again. Second week in a row, James Robinson showed out. Uh, Christian Kirk really got involved, scoring two touchdowns, and Trevor Lawrence has proven to be the quarterback that he was in college. And uh, I'm excited to see where this goes. The Jaguars are looking like a pretty good team, and maybe even a sleeper for that division. That division's not really strong this year, and I think that they might have a real chance to come out on top. Um, the Dolphins with a huge comeback fueled by Tua and Hill and Waddle. Uh, what a game. I I thought that Lamar and the Ravens had that in the bag, and they totally blew it. Uh, just blown coverage. Hill and Waddle are obviously really hard to contain. Elite speed on both of them. And Tua, six touchdown passes. Uh, yeah, he threw two interceptions, but, man, that was impressive. Um, I might have been wrong. I know I was hating on the Dolphins and saying that they weren't going to be good this year, and I wasn't really fully on the Tua train, and I'm still not. But, uh, you know, he might be changing my mind slowly. Um, I'm not totally convinced yet. I'll have to wait on that and to see what really happens. But it was exciting to watch that game. Lamar really looked great again, um, but they need to get a run game established. They need Dobbins to come back, and they need to get that run game going. Lamar can only get so much done by himself. I mean, he's slinging it. He's making great throws, and um, but and he's running. I mean, that touchdown run he had was awesome. It was amazing. But they need to figure it out on the ground because until they figure that out on the ground, they're just a one-dimensional team, um, and Lamar can only do so much by himself. The defense totally blew it um, in that second half, but I expect the Ravens to still be a good team this year and to uh, bounce back. The Bucks win a very physical game against the Saints. As we all know, Mike Evans um, ejected with Marshawn Lattimore, and now Mike Evans has been suspended for a game. Um, nah, this game was pretty sloppy. It was looking like the no-touchdown game that we saw last year. But, the, you know, Brady, he got enough done. He got it done at the end of the day, and they took the dub. Um, Jameis Winston looked terrible throwing three interceptions and probably shouldn't have played with that many fractures in his back. Uh, I don't really know what the logic was there. You're better off putting Taysom Hill in and just playing Wildcat. I mean, they looked horrible. I mean, obviously Michael Thomas got bailed out in the end by a, a late-game garbage-time touchdown, but uh, the Bucks handily beat the Saints. Their Both defenses looked good, but the Bucks are obviously the more well-rounded team and I think the better coach team at the end of the day. And then the Lions beat down on the Commanders. And a much more one-sided game than the score would show. Um, it ended up being a nine-point game at the end of the day, but the Lions and Amon Ra, Jared Goff, DeAndre Swift, even Jamal Williams, they all look just fantastic on the offensive side of the ball. Their defense is young, but they're surprising me, and Chase Hutchinson has proven to be um, the first-round pick that the Lions needed. He is an absolute workhorse. He has just a motor that never ends, and 
Um, it's I love watching the Lions this year. As a Bears fan, I uh, obviously they're in our division, but the Lions have been so bad for so long that I'm excited to see them be successful. Uh, those poor people in Detroit have been through too many miserable years to continue the way that it was. Um, and I think this is really the year where they turn the page and they get it done. And I honestly think Goff is proving people wrong, that he is a lot better than people gave him credit for. And when he was traded from the Rams, it was almost like disrespect to him. And I think he took that personally, and he's really fueled that. And he looked he looked really good against the Commanders. I was impressed. On the other hand, uh, Carson Wentz looked horrible in the first half. On the second half, he looked good. Um, couldn't really get the ground game going for the Commanders this week. It was kind of a rough game. They just couldn't get anything going on the ground. But Scary Terry, uh, Jahan Dotson, both had great games, um, as usual. I mean, the first two weeks, those both those guys have had great, great starts to the season. Um, and same with Curtis Samuel. I mean, they have a they have a three solid receivers in that uh, franchise now, and it's they're all pretty young, and it's going to be um, exciting to see if they can really get stuff done. The Commanders, I don't think, are really going to be um, a team that is going to make the playoffs, but you never know. They could make a late-season push for a wild card. Um, obviously, that division has the Giants and the Eagles in it. I don't think the Cowboys are probably going to be much unless Dak can come back sooner. But Cooper Rush looked good, too. So that division kind of a toss-up like it always is. Um, and then moving on, 49ers lost Trey Lance, but Jimmy G gets the job done against the Seahawks. Um, and, you know, Jimmy G is a winning quarterback in the league. As much as people... Um, think he's not great and that he's kind of a bum I really think Jimmy G proved a lot of people wrong and I could just tell by the look on his face when he got put in he was waiting for that moment and um he played really well he did he he is that veteran quarterback that'll sit in the pocket he's not the runner like Trey Lance but also I think Trey Lance might have been kind of misused by Kyle Shanahan yeah Trey Lance can run but I don't know why you're running quarterback draws five six times a game your o-line is okay and that's i mean that's the reason trey lance got hurt it's kyle shanahan's use of him and uh it's unfortunate what happened uh i really am big on trey lance and i thought he was gonna have a great year but i'm excited to see what jimmy g can do and uh hopefully i think he can really prove some people wrong he'll probably get um maybe traded or signed we'll see what happens um in the offseason i don't know if this is a contract season for him I, I don't think it is so he might get traded um and he could be a starter again next year and then the Seahawks looked horrible. I mean, they couldn't get anything on the ground. Kenneth Walker in his debut really just took carries away from Rashad Penny, and they both didn't look great. Um, DK and had a really tough game. Tyler Lockett got some involvement, and Geno Smith just um, kind of played like I expected him to when I saw him in week one. So it'll be interesting to see how the Seahawks are the rest of the way. I think it's going to be they're going to be on the bottom, like probably the top three worst teams in the league by the end of the season but we'll see um the rams barely survived against the falcons kind of a nail biter too the falcons you know they played two really good weeks of football and they've lost both but they are a team that's kind of scrappy they're young and uh, mario is out to prove stuff and he's he's that quarterback that's that dual threat i mean he and drake london showed a great connection in this game and i think that's going to be scary and they still have calvin ridley who's obviously suspended for the year but um i think if 
Mariota can prove himself this year. He'll probably come back next year as a starter, and Desmond Ritter will stay on the bench for now. Um, but, yeah, the Falcons looked good. Even though they lost, um, they did look good. The Rams, uh, Stafford's still making too many mistakes, but he also has Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson to make him look great. Uh, the running back situation in that building is I have no idea. Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers, it's a toss-up. I don't even know what McVay is doing, and I don't really care. Um, but, yeah, that's I don't know what's going on with their ground game. They need to figure it out and get that established, though. Um, hopefully take some pressure off Stafford. But, you know, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, great duo to have as receivers, and they looked good. Um, moving on. Cardinals rally back to beat the Raiders in a really crazy game. Um, and I really think a large part of large reason for this was Devontae Adams got not enough touches in this game. Um, they targeted him seven times, but he only got two completions. And uh, they need to get him involved. He needs to be touching the ball. He needs to be getting at least five receptions a game. I mean, he's an elite, one of the best receivers I've ever seen. Crazy route running ability. And uh, the Raiders really blew this one. It was their game to win, and obviously Hunter Renfro fumbled it, fumbled the game. They were looking good on that t- drive to maybe win the game, and he fumbled it away. But uh, the Cardinals, you know, Kyler Murray got just enough done to make it happen. That two-point conversion was crazy. It was like, I don't even like 20 seconds of him like running around and finally getting in for the two-point conversion to tie it up. But... It was a crazy game, and uh, I think the James Conner getting hurt it really opened the door for Daryl Williams, who is a great running back who's been a backup in Kansas City for so long, but he's so reliable when he actually gets a chance to play. So that's definitely a player to look for in fantasy this week. I'm going to talk about him a little bit later, but uh, it was a crazy game between the Cardinals and the Raiders, and uh, that fumble uh, return for a touchdown to win the game was pretty wild. And then the Broncos survived a really boring game over the Texans. Um, really, the Broncos didn't really look all that impressive. Russell Wilson did not look great, and uh, he needs to figure it out because there's way too many weapons on that team for him to not look great. Um, he has two amazing receivers and two amazing running backs, a good O-line, um, and a young tight end who is a big, big unit. So the Broncos, we'll see what happens, but... uh I'm excited to see if they can make it happen um, later on in the season. And the Texans, you know, Davis Mills looked good. Uh, They just kind of were stagnant on offense. Damian uh, Pierce, though, he got his workload up, and he he averaged like 4.2 yards per carry, which is good. That's great. Um, And he's going up against the Bears this week in a a game that they – I mean, the Packers exposed the Bears' run defense last week. So it could be the week that you see Damian Pierce go off. It could be his big game in the NFL. Um, Cowboys pulled off the win over the Bengals. I called this last week, and I was really surprised that it actually ended up happening. Um, Cooper Rush did just enough to get it done. But uh, Tony Pollard was really the big uh, factor that made it look great. Uh, Pollard looked like a stud. Um, Ezekiel Elliott looked kind of just slow and sluggish like he has. I don't think I think Zeke's time in the NFL as a starter might be done after this season. It's a contract year for him. He got his money. I mean, obviously he's still um, a good talent, but I don't know if he's a starter. Um, Pollard just looks so much more explosive, and he adds that element that Zeke doesn't add anymore to that offense. Uh, The Bengals, yeah, I don't know. Jamar Chase obviously looked good, um, but 
Joe Burrow needs to figure it out. And uh, I think Joe Mixon needs to get some more touches in there as well. Um, it's kind of a confusing situation what's going on in Cincinnati because I think they only got better on paper on both sides of the ball. But obviously that's not necessarily the case as starting the season 0-2. I think they'll bounce back, though, and they'll still have be a contenders to make the playoffs and even win the division. So it's early on. It's only two weeks into the season. And then, yes, uh, the Sunday night game, the Bears looked like the typical Bears um, versus the Packers. We lost yet again on uh, 0-7 in the last four years against the Packers, and it's just depressing. Um, we looked like crap other than that first drive on offense. We got the ground game going. David Montgomery looked great, and he has the most broken tackles in the NFL through two weeks, I think at eight or nine. But, man, it's just it's depressing and embarrassing to be a Bears fan right now. Our deep run defense was like absolutely exfoliated by those Packers running backs. And uh, really, Aaron Rodgers didn't look very impressive. Um, he threw for that touchdown. And then Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon got it done the rest of the way. So it'll be interesting to see um, if the Bears can maybe turn it around. They're looking like I thought they would look like this season. So, um, yeah, as long as Justin Fields makes it through the year alive and maybe we can have a big – um, improvement to our O-line next year and get some receivers and beef up some of our defense, I think it would be good. Um, and the Packers, I don't think the Packers win the NFC North this year. They might be contenders to make the playoffs, but uh, they definitely don't win um, the NFC North. I think the Vikings or the Lions are going to take that. And then the Bills looked like the best team in the NFL versus the Titans. Poor Titans got absolutely beat down. Um after like the first week and then yeah Josh Allen freak the defense absolutely lights out and Stefan Diggs is an absolute dog I mean it was I didn't watch like two quarters of the game I was over it by halftime I knew that the Bills were going to win that game and uh yeah they're just one of the most uh commanding presence in the league and I think it might be their year to shine like I know last year was said the same thing but out of the AFC, there's no team that's more complete than the Bills. And then we finish up, we got the Vikings versus uh, the Eagles. The Eagles really surprised me in this one and uh, really put the beat down on the Vikings. Dalvin Cook was nowhere to be found all game. Um, Justin Jefferson was contained throughout most of the game. Jalen Hurts had three touchdowns in the first half and looked great. Um, and the Vikings defense played really well in the second half, but the first half they were just did not have an answer for fields. And, uh, it was, yeah, it was a tough game for the Vikings on both sides of the ball. They'll figure it out. Um, and I still think expect the Vikings to be a very good team this year, but you know, the, the Eagles might be legit as much as I hate to say that because I'm not an Eagles fan. Um, Jalen Hurts looks great. Uh, Miles Sanders just finally stepping it up he actually looks like the running back that they needed him to be uh Kenneth Gainwell made some mistakes in that game but he's still a good third down back um Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown are great duo and Dallas Goddard is um an reliable tight end that they need and that defense is stacked as well they had pressure on Kirk Cousins all night and I don't know what was going through Kirk Cousins head but he was just throwing the ball up to Justin Jefferson blindly and throwing too many picks so uh I think that the Vikings will figure it out and they'll settle down, but it is Kirk Cousins, so you never know. I'm kind of moving into some fantasy players that I want people to like look into this week. Um, 
Obviously, Marlon Mack got signed to the 49ers behind Jeff Wilson and Jordan Mason in the mix with Tyrion Davis-Price going, getting hurt. Um, but Jeff Wilson looked really good last week. So he's obviously an ad. If you don't have him in any, if he's not added in your league, he should definitely be on a roster. Um, but I think that Jordan Mason's worth a stash and even Marlon Mack in deeper leagues. Uh, you know how Kyle Shanahan works. It's whoever has the hot hand in San Francisco is going to get the touches. And if any of these guys can even get enough touches to find the hot hand, we'll see what happens. Um, they like to run the ball. And as we saw with Jimmy G um, at quarterback last year, they ran a lot. Debo Samuel will see an increase in running plays. And um, I think Dayuk will be the main deep ball receiver um, that's just reliable. And hopefully Kittle comes back to add another presence there. But we'll see what happens. Um, and then another player to really look for um, this week is David Montgomery. Obviously, he's added in most leagues, but uh, he's our O line is making good push up front, and uh, I really think that he's going to have a great week this week. Has an amazing matchup, um, and it's a opportunity for him to have a really big week that he needs to have. Um, Nelson Aguilar is another player that you might want to look to add. Uh, the guy played really had that connection with Mac Jones. He obviously had a deep touchdown um, play that was a good chunk of his yardage, but he caught five passes and he had a scored touchdown. Ended up with like nine or 17 fantasy points, somewhere around there, which was uh, impressive from him. And uh, Daryl Williams is also a, the must add of the week, in my opinion. Um, if James Conner does not play, Daryl Williams is going to have another double digit fantasy day. He's a workhorse, both catching the ball and running. He's a big physical body, and uh, I honestly think he might be better than James Conner. He just never really gets the opportunity to be that guy. I don't know if it's in training camp. He doesn't show out like he does in the NFL games, but um, it'll be interesting to see. And I think Jacoby Myers is worth an ad as well on the Patriots. He looked good. Him and Mac Jones kind of connecting. I know he's known for his infamous like touchdown drought, but uh, he's worth a he's worth a look if you need a receiver. Um, and uh, I think the Patriots offense is going to finally start to develop. Um, and Mac Jones will hopefully be the quarterback that those receivers need him to be. And then they'll be fantasy relevant. Um, some streamers for the week, as far as like defenses, I think the Browns have a great matchup. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Titans even have a decent week on uh, defense against the Raiders. Derek Carr probably turned the ball over a couple times. Um, the Jets might even be worth a look into uh, against the Bengals. Burrow's thrown the most interceptions in the league so far to this point, um, and that could continue. And, yeah, that's kind of all I got for fantasy this week. Not a whole lot um, in the ways of looking at guys, but uh, I think that it could be a really great week for uh, some guys to step up and really show what uh, they're capable of doing. I'm kind of going into my predictions for next week. Last week, I went 8 for 16. So on the season, I am 17 for 32. So just above 50% I'm predicting these games. Not great, but um, I'll get better. And uh, by the end of the season, I'll hopefully I get a perfect week. Um, but starting with the Steelers and the Browns on Thursday night football, um, I have the Browns taking this game, actually. I think Trubisky's going to have a rough game. I think the Browns' defensive front is going to get to Trubisky all night. Uh, Najee still doesn't look like he's 100%, and uh, Jalen Warren hasn't really done a lot with the touches he's been given. 
So I think the the Steelers kind of have a rough game here. Um, and I think the Browns run the ball like they have the past two weeks and uh, with the best running attack in the NFL. So uh, I, I got the... I have the Browns over the Steelers in this one. Uh, Bills-Dolphins going to be a great matchup on Sunday morning. I do have the Bills, obviously, being the Dolphins. The Bills look like the best team in football. The Dolphins, obviously, could do have the potential to surprise us. Um, and this will be the Bills' toughest test yet. But I think that the Bills come out easily. Like, I mean, if they're 10-point favorites, I, I would take them winning by more than a touchdown, two t- maybe even two touchdowns. Um, the Bills are going to come out fire, and I don't think the Dolphins' defense is ready for that. I do have the Bengals getting on the board this week as the win over the Jets. Uh, I think Joe Burrow plays better. Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon um, get involved, and I think that they have a much better week. But I do think the Jets also play well. Uh, the Jets, I think, will have a poor first half and then try to rally late in the second half, and I don't think it will be enough. The Raiders and the Titans, there's a big game for both teams. They need Both teams need a win. Um, I think the Raiders come out on top in this one. The Titans definitely have a chance, but I, Derek Carr needs to prove himself. I think they need to get Josh Jacobs established in that run game. And, uh, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, you have no excuse to not be successful in that passing game. So we'll see what happens, but I, I got the Raiders over the Titans. I do have, as of right now, the Saints over the Panthers. I think the Panthers are going to start the season 0-3. Um, and I think the Saints are going to come out on top in this one. We'll see what Jameis' status is for the weekend. But uh, Kamara's questionable. He might come back. But that Saints defense is really good. Their front seven is elite. I think McCaffrey has a tough game in this one, and I don't think Baker can get it done. Ravens and the Patriots. I got the Ravens taking this one. Lamar's going to be hungry for a win. Harbaugh probably chewed out that team harder than we could imagine and uh i really think that the ravens come down um and beat the patriots uh pretty pretty uh heavily i i think that it's not even going to be a competitive game uh but i said the same thing about the dolphins last week and they ended up being a really competitive game so um it'll be a great matchup i'm looking forward to watching that lions vikings probably one of my favorite uh games of the week the lions um i have the lions taking this one i really do I think if they can contain Justin Jefferson just enough that uh, I think Amon Ra and that offense, DeAndre Swift's feeling better this week, I think they get it going. And that Vikings defense got kind of exposed last week against um, a good Eagles offense. But, yeah, the Lions take this one against the Vikings. Eagles and Commanders. This is a really interesting matchup for me. Most people would probably say the Eagles, but I think I'm going to go with the Commanders on this one. I think Carson Wentz and uh, come out. And they that offensive attack uh, comes firing all cylinders. I think Hertz is probably going to have uh, a couple turnovers in this game. Might throw the ball. Um, may have a couple interceptions. Maybe even fumble. And I don't know if Miles Sanders is going to have the game that um, he had last week. The Commanders' front seven is one of the best in the league, and uh, I think that they can get it done against the Eagles this week. Uh, the Chiefs versus the Colts. I think the Colts start the season zero and three, and the Chiefs stay undefeated. Um, man, it's hard for me to say that because I like the Colts, but the Chiefs look great as a team overall. Andy Reid's got that team dialed, and the Colts just haven't found themselves yet. And if uh, Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce are out again, it's a no-brainer. Go with the Chiefs. Uh, Texans-Bears. 
I actually do. I'm going to take the Bears in this one. I think it's going to be a competitive game, and it's probably actually going to be really good for some fantasy football players. I think David Montgomery and Damian Pierce are both the running backs to watch in this. I think Brandon Cooks is going to have a good week, and I think Darnell Mooney is finally going to have a, a week where uh, worth noting in fantasy. Um, I hope Justin Fields has a great week, but I'm going to take the Bears, and I think the Bears' defense gets just enough done, uh, maybe causes a turnover on Davis Mills um, to win. Chargers-Jaguars. Um, if Herbert's out, I'm taking the Jags. But if Herbert's in, I'm definitely going to take the Chargers. Um, so it's kind of a if that. Uh, but I'm gonna I'll I'll go with the Chargers. I'm going to say the Chargers if Herbert's in. Um, I think it's going to be a competitive game, and I'm excited to see what James Robinson can do. He has a pretty good matchup actually against the Chargers run defense that hasn't been great to this point. Um, I hope Eckler can get it done against the Jaguars. Um, he needs to get more touches. Keenan Allen might be back. He might not be. But Mike Williams um, can get it done with Herbert. And uh, Gerald Everett's looking really good as well. Rams-Cardinals, another great game this week. I got the Cardinals taking this one, I think. The Cardinals kind of found their groove last week, um, late in that game versus the Raiders, and I think it carries over into this week. And I think Stafford struggles again and throws some interceptions. Uh, Packers-Bucks. I'm going to take the uh, I'm going to take the Bucks in this. Um, the Buccaneers defense is too good. They're not going to let uh, the Packers run like they did last week against the Bears. And I don't think Rodgers has enough targets to really get it done down the field. Obviously, Tom Brady's going to be working with some receivers that are not really familiar with the offense due to the crazy amount of injuries and the suspensions to that wide receiver room. Um, I think it's going to be a, actually a pretty competitive game, probably not super high scoring. It'll be a defensive, a defensive battle. And then we got the Falcons and the Seahawks. I got the Falcons getting on the board with a win this week. Um, I think the Seahawks look like they did last week against the Broncos, and the Falcons click this week. I expect a big week out of Drake London, Marcus Mariota, um, and Cordell Patterson. I mean, he's proven me wrong this year, and he's played really well. So um, Falcons over the Seahawks. And then Sunday Night Football, we got the 49ers and the Broncos. I'm going to go with... Broncos in this one um I think that they get it done against the 49ers uh the 49ers have a young secondary and um you know it'll be interesting to see if the Broncos can finally complete it together um I'm not really sure that they'll be able to do it but I think that they still come out on top Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon will probably eat this week and Cortland Sun is probably going to have a great week as well um, and then Monday Night Football, Cowboys-Giants. I got the Giants in this one. I think Saquon uh, takes over in this game. But I also think the Cowboys keep it competitive. I think Cooper Rush and uh, Tony Pollard keep up the connection they were having last week. And I think it's a big week for uh, both these teams. They both need to win this game. But I think the I think the Giants start off 3-0. and um, So, yeah, that's all I got for this week. I really appreciate anyone who's listening and tuning in. Um, as always, come – Come for the vibes and stay for the football. I appreciate everything uh, you guys are doing, and uh, I look forward to coming back next week. Thank you.